It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Happy birth story day. Yes, serving up oxytocin fresh and hot for you over here. Or is it hot and fresh? It's usually hot and fresh, isn't it? Anyway, (laughs) welcome. We're so excited to have you here and to be in this space and be in this community. So don't forget, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button in whatever podcast player you are using right now. Let us know that you're listening. Screenshot it. Tag us on Instagram at D-I-A-H podcast. Give us a shout and make sure you're following us there and all the other places you can do so and jump in to the conversation that's going on daily in our private Facebook group. Yes, the Doing It at Home Birth group. So you can type that into the search bar there in Facebook, or there is a nifty link for you in the show notes of every single episode, or at least the recent ones, and our Instagram profile link as well. And I'm pretty sure there's a link to it from our Facebook page, the Doing It at Home page there. So plenty of ways for you to hop in and engage. We are having some really juicy, rich conversations in there recently, especially around home birth partners and having powerful conversations around that. We did that recently and we also dropped the release of our home birth partner guide. Yes, there's a lot of words here. (laughs) We put the link in there first. So that's a cool perk of being in the group is you'll find out about things first when we create them or share them. We'll have exclusive offers and things like that in there for you. So go there and be a part of that. So you just uh, ask request to join, fill out a couple of questions just so that you know that you are a real person and a fellow birth junkie. And then we'll pop you in there and we can talk and engage. We do lives. We post videos weekly, put things out there, you know, as well as for ways 
for you to connect within the community more and use this as a resource for your experience and your process of home birth and beyond. So we're talking trying to conceive, we're talking pregnancy, we're talking birth and postpartum and beyond, your lifestyle, your relationship, yourself. Yeah, it's some awesome, awesome stuff. So hop in on, hop on in there. See, words are challenging anyway. Okay, so all the ways you can connect, and I have to just mention too, because I've been seeing the posts on Instagram, and they make us oh so happy, the doing it at home swag. Have babies where you make them is by and far our bestseller, and I love that there are shirts and sweaters and hoodies out there in the world that say that. I just think about all the grocery store lines and all the conversations that can be sparked by wearing a shirt that says, have babies where you make them. It is amazing, and it makes me so ridiculously happy. So if you want to get yours or gift one to a fellow home birth friend or birth junkie, you can do so. The link to our shop is everywhere I just said, the description, the show notes, our website, there's a link and all of our social media. Okay, birth story time. Question for you. What is intuitive birthing? That is a term that we use in this conversation with Catherine Ward, our guest today. And it's a great question. And I think the answer is going to be different for each of us, but that's what's beautiful. You you get to own your process and have a unique experience in what intuitive birthing is for you. Catherine shares her home birth journey with us of her daughter, Remy. And it starts really when she was young and very much into birth and babies and started her doula training at 18 years old, which is just so fantastic. And through that experience, she determined that when the time came for her, she was interested in a home birth. She wasn't really resonating with what she was witnessing in the hospital through her training. So by the time she met her husband, Connor, she knew she was having a home birth. And that sparks a really beautiful tangent in the episode that I won't share too much about, but it's really great. And it's around how yet-to-be moms can have powerful, loving conversations with their partners around birth and to normalize that as a topic you can dive into before you're even having kids. So we do that. And then Catherine also shares some of the real challenges she experienced in in her whole journey from being pregnant and Connor traveling a lot during that process. So how to stay connected and, and communicate in communication. And she's real with it. And I just so appreciate that. And she shares some of her postpartum challenges as well. And of course, we have all the details on birthing time that you're just going to love and soak up. Like we said, it's oxytocin time, baby. So Quick word from our sponsor, and then we will hear from Catherine. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks Hello. for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Happy Monday. We're so excited that you carve out some time to hang out with us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really excited. We've already been having so much fun. So yeah. we're just, this is a continuation of a flow we've already created. So we're rocking and rolling here. Um, Catherine, <laughs> why don't you fill listeners in and share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Catherine. Um, I'm married to my husband, Connor. Uh, we're coming up on two years of being married this fall. Um, we live in uh, central Iowa area, kind of near Des Moines. And um, we're actually moving to Des Moines this week and buying a house for our um, first time. And uh, we were in our early 20s. Uh, we had a baby back in December. So she's uh, little Remy is almost eight months old. Um, yeah, she's a sweetie. <laughs> we love her. Um, <laughs> I am actually a birth doula. I trained as a doula when I was 18 years old and um, have done a handful of births here and there throughout the last few years. Um, I'm also finishing up um, massage therapy training right now. Um, I was supposed to graduate in January, but then <laughs> had a baby had a few a weeks baby. before. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> so I'll be finishing that. I just took my boards uh, a couple weeks ago and passed. So I, I just have to wrap up some clinic hours. And um, my focus is prenatal and postpartum work. So excited to take care of mamas in my practice um, here cool. soon and probably by the end of the year. So. That is <laughs> awesome. So anyone in the surrounding Des Moines area, yeah. you want to know Catherine. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, you are definitely someone I want on my team if you lived close by. Absolutely. <laughs> I was checking out your yeah, Instagram. Yeah, And uh, you just have some really great resources on there. Just information about what a doula is and, and what doulas do. And I was saving certain posts. Like, oh, Sarah, we should You we should saved talk the about ones this. I saved, by the way, because we're the same person. I watched you as you were saving them. I'm like, I've already saved those. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm still getting things up and running. So I, uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you following me. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Will you go ahead and shout out your social media real quick for those folks who can look at it right now? Yeah, um, so I'm on Instagram. Um, I actually just... It's, just made it not too long ago so i have to remind myself of what my username is um i think it is genesis like the first book of the bible mm -hmm. dot um or genesis birth dot massage um that's my t uh handle on instagram and then you can also find me on facebook genesis birth and massage so Great. awesome yeah <laughs> and we're gonna link to everything yeah, in, in the, the description notes. so whatever oh, <laughs> yeah whatever app you're listening to this on right now look in the show notes and you'll see links as well so awesome Awesome. <laughs> so we have a couple of really neat details, I think, about your story in particular, Catherine. Um, you already mentioned uh, started doing doula work at 18. So that's, from my perspective, at least to others, it might not be, but that's young to be in birth world and in work, you know, serving others in a mm -hmm. birth capacity, which I think is amazing. And so I believe that's a unique aspect to your story, you know, being young and engrossed in the birth world, you yourself training to be a doula, focusing on prenatal postpartum care, and then experiencing mm -hmm. a birth yourself. So that first time mom and a birth story. So this is mm -hmm. some really cool things. And I think a, yeah. a lot of those, <laughs> you know, boxes being checked could apply to a lot of listeners right now. And especially for for the non-mom 
group of our community who I love and am just always inspired by the women who are exploring Mm -hmm. their options and interested before conceiving, before even talking about conceiving. So I think this will Mm -hmm. hit really powerfully in, in that sector of, of the community as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So share a little bit of background, I guess, I guess before your own birth journey, there's your entrance into doula work. What had you interested in that and what brought you into that space? So from the time I was like a little girl, I've always been fascinated with um, pregnancy and birth. I used to draw pictures when I was little and um, I just draw like pregnant moms or moms holding babies. And I always used to make believe being pregnant and everything. So it was always something I was interested in. (laughs) I told my mom when I was little, I wanted to have 12 babies and be an obstetrician. Oh my (laughs) gosh. um, In a vision. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, that has changed, but, um, (laughs) I uh, was kind of feeling conflicted um, as I was nearing the end of high school as to what I wanted to do with my life. And, um, you know, a friend of mine suggested becoming a midwife. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know midwives existed. You know, it sounded kind of crazy. And so I uh, researched a little and I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Um, I really like the philosophy on on birth and care and everything. So I thought I'd get my feet wet by training as a doula first and see, you know, if birth is even something I'm, you know, I can handle in person and everything. Um, so I did that right after I graduated high school. I trained um, at a local um, hospital to become a doula and uh, did quite a few births right after my training. And um, I loved it. I really, it was just it, like set me on fire. It was so great. Um can you, why, what about it? I'm just curious. What about it did that for you? Well, I I think it was just like the energy and Mm. the, you know, I, I liked being able to just focus on taking care of somebody in, in this vulnerable transformative time. Um, it was, there was just nothing like it. I honestly, it's one of the coolest things I've ever done mm-hmm. being in a birth. You know, it's, there's nothing like it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Thanks um, for sharing that. yeah, it was, it was, it was great. I really appreciated those women who trusted me as such a young person, you know, to be in their space, um, as they gave birth and everything. Um, so that was, that was really awesome. It was a great experience. And, um, and ultimately, you know, I watched all kinds of birth in the hospital and I, kind of was some practices didn't sit right with me. Um, so that's why I decided to look into home birth for myself. Mm. And I hadn't actually been to a home birth in my doula, um, role and until my own. (laughs) So I, uh, you know, I'd only watched videos of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just really wanted, wanted a different experience than what I saw, um, in the hospital for myself and my own birth. So I was kind of set on it from, from the time I trained as a doula after seeing some things. So, um, yeah, I, even before I met my husband or anything, I, I was set on home birth. <laughs> very cool. That's awesome. What do yeah. you, uh, what do you remember <laughs> most about the very first birth that you attended? Um, wow. That's a really great question. I was surprised at how chill it was for the majority of the time I was there. Um, it was an induction. So we, um, she wanted me there right when things started. And, um, so I have, I was only there for about eight hours. It was, it was pretty short. Um, but it was, 
just I, I was like wow we're just kind of talking and chilling or you know and we're we're hanging out for most of this and it was only maybe the last couple hours that I actually had to be involved and in, like doing stuff and you know helping the mom out because otherwise it was I, I was just really kind of blown away at how chill birth was <laughs> until you know the end when things get a little in- intense so um but it was just watching a baby come out and then all of a sudden you know like you're a mom it's just it was it was crazy I, I cried <laughs> mm. so yeah it was, it was mind-blowing but I'd probably just say like yeah just how how chill it is it's not like the movies at all <laughs> right yeah yeah that was definitely one of the big things that i i um experienced and remember was when we watched those first home birth videos yeah or just even the documentaries mm-hmm. that we watched mm-hmm. i was like whoa this is nothing like you know the movie knocked yeah. up or yeah. anything that you see on TV. it's so different yeah so different mm-hmm. i'm curious really Catherine, it is yeah what is the birthing community like in your area and surrounding? If if you kind of could give a little synopsis on that or just based on your experience. Yeah. Um, so we have, um, we have some good hospitals here in Des Moines, um, you know, uh, and there's one in particular that had uh, midwives who were home birth with midwives that are now practicing in the hospital. And that's a really, really great um place to deliver Mm -hmm. from what I've seen. Um, but, uh, we've got a couple hospitals that are, you know, they're kind of like baby factories, just a lot of in and out, you know, move you along. That's interesting Um, way to put it. And yeah, it's just (laughs) kind of move you along like cattle, it feels like. And, um, just, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot who you're going to get provider wise, you know, it's, you know, there's some really great providers and nurses and everything, but then there's, also, you know, the other side of things. Um, so it's just really a toss up as to who you're going to get when you go into labor. Um, but as far as home birth, we have, um, as far as I know, we only have like three options in the central Iowa area. Um, yeah. And there's so many women who would like to birth at home, but they're, they're full. I mean, they, they're, they're trying their best to keep up, but we, we need more midwives here, um, to keep up with the home birth demand for sure. So, Uh, we only have one birth center, and that would be one of the three home birth options because that uh, particular also, group of midwives, they have mm-hmm. a, yeah, they do home birth as well. So, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you only have one pretty birth limited. Here. True. <laughs> yes. I would say if this oh, time in the world is is showing us anything, it's that we need more teachers and midwives. Just yes. saying. More Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so maybe we should invest some time and energy and money in those. Put some of that stimulus money That's towards another yes. conversation. <laughs> yep. Okay. So back on track here, Catherine. Um, that mm-hmm. was, that's our bad. That's our fault. Um, <laughs> okay, so you were clear on home birth for yourself, and then mm-hmm. what did it look like when that was more of a reality for you? And Connor's in the picture, yes. and you're having those conversations. <laughs> what did that look like? Yeah, what was his response? Well, uh, when we first met, I, you know, I think it was not something he had ever even heard of before. Um, and I talked to him cause I was attending births when we first met and everything. And he was just kind of like, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him about, you know, I slowly just, I didn't try to, you know, baptize him by fire and like, throw it all at him at once. I just slowly was like, Hey, did you know yeah. that, you know, <laughs> here's the great benefit of giving birth at home or, you know, and I'd be like, you know, I think I'd like to have my babies at home, you know, just kind of throwing it out there here and there. Um, and he'd be like, okay, he's, he's pretty go with the flow um, about a lot of things, which 
is uh, came in handy during labor and everything. <laughs> but um, he, yeah, he he was pretty chill about it. I think he he just knew that like I was gonna make a you know I wasn't gonna make a decision willy nilly on um, you know when it came to my health and our baby's health. Um, so I think he trusted my judgment on that. But he, I did show him a lot of research um, and just uh, some some different resources about um, why I wanted to make this decision. And he, he really, there wasn't much resistance there. I think he, he understood, um, but he did, he did arrive at the decision of his own accord um, that, you know, this is a good decision for us. I want this for you and for, for our family. So uh, it wasn't too hard to convince him. I'm really blessed with him. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. So, Love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling another episode topic or conversation to have in our Facebook group around. And I just want like a two mm-hmm. second rant here. Um, mm-hmm. And it has to do again with yet to be moms, not yet moms. And this conversation of bringing up child planning or having babies and birth with a partner. And yet you are not yet trying to conceive or you're not yet pregnant because mm-hmm. I think there's a stigma around that. You know, that if mm-hmm. a woman, especially if you're dating, you know, it's for some reason kind of frowned upon to drop the conversation of birth or, or babies, you know, over a bowl of spaghetti yeah. in a restaurant like that's <laughs> you know, like that's, you know, putting jumping too far or, ahead. Yeah. Or yeah. putting pressure on the uh-huh. guy like, oh, God forbid. And so I, I mm-hmm. think there's some rescripting we can do around that. And I think it comes with how we normalize birth very early on for all of us, men and women to then as we're older, that that could be this kind of natural conversation, because here's the reality. If you as a woman are going to be a birthing human, it's totally, I feel like within your right and reason to have conversations like that, that this is something that you're going to experience. And so how can we create a non-pressurized, non-like, you know, stage five clinger, you know, potential girlfriend yes. thing of just having a, a natural conversation about that and saying like sharing that that's where you're at and that's something you would like to experience and it just being something cool. So I think, mm-hmm. I think that's more conversations I would actually like to have for the not yet moms and how they can feel empowered to bring that up in a completely normal way. And mm-hmm. you know, it not be a thing. Yeah, no, I totally get yeah, that. Yeah, no, Mm-hmm, for sure. I, uh, you know, Connor was always like, you know, it's, you're the one who has to do it. So <laughs> I'm happy to do, you know, I'm happy to accommodate, but I think it was easier for us to have those conversations early on because we knew, we, we knew pretty early on that we were going to end up together, yeah. <laughs> um, and that we'd be having babies together. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure how to navigate that in other, uh, relationships, but for us, it was pretty easy. Yeah. So I'm I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's beautiful. And yeah, I, I I think that's a, just a conversation a lot could benefit from, you know. I'm not saying put on your dating profile yeah. like must have a home birth, must be open <laughs> to that or I will not meet you for coffee. But it, you know, it right. could, there can be a in between. There can be a balance well, of that. You, you know, you talk about things with with potential partners. Sure. So you might talk about do you like to live in the cities? Do you yeah. like to live by the beach? <laughs> mm-hmm. do you, you know what I mean? Like you get to know each other's preferences for things and so um, I'm totally with you there, babe, of of normalizing mm-hmm. a conversation around birth. And, you know, even with that, like when we, when you and I were starting those conversations, I do remember getting to a point where it felt pressure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the way I was relating to it. Mm-hmm. Where, and this actually happened with the engagement as well, before yeah. we even talked about baby. It was like, in my mind, once it was clear that we were moving in that direction, I tended to relate to any additional conversation as pressure for us to do it 
sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that mm-hmm. that men and partners can be aware of and can work on, right? So that it's mm-hmm. it it doesn't mm-hmm. have to feel like pressure just to have a conversation about something like future kid planning mm-hmm. or future relationship planning. Mm-hmm. So there's some there's some juice in yeah, there for all of us to there. think about. Thank you for this, Catherine. Yeah, you have definitely. sparked a lot of awesome. Yes, we might have, have to bring Catherine. you back on for those conversations <laughs> to riff off of. Yeah, and I and I don't yeah, mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot right now, Catherine, but I am curious as a doula, somebody who does work mm-hmm. with with mothers and you know, potentially with couples, like what advice would you have for the couple or the mom who or the the, the soon to be mom who wants to approach this topic with their partner but might feel a little bit of nerves around doing it because they don't want to, again, make somebody feel uncomfortable. What advice do you have? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. You know, it's, it's, it's so hard. I've seen so many women who, who desire home birth or desire a particular way of doing things. And then, you know, they face the pushback from their, their partner or whatever. But I, I think really the way I went about it myself was just, I honestly was just, I I started the boundary. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Mm. You know, I I want this. And I I asserted it early on. And I said, you know, this is why I'm going to back it up. I'm going to to you, but this is, um, this was ultimately not not to sound dark or anything, but it's my body and Mm. my future births that are are at stake here. Um, You know, choosing birth it's it's because you know i'm going to feel safest if you can't honor that then um so it's if you're you know 10 years into a relationship or whatever and then you have to start having these conversations but i long for a baby's in the picture is probably your best bet mm-hmm. um because he you know they'll come around eventually most of them are going to come around um if you show them um, the research, I mean, if they're going to be open, you know, they need to be open to, you know, hearing your reasons and everything, but also respecting that this is, this is really ultimately your choice. It's not an unsafe choice or anything. It's, it's, um, what's going to make you feel safest and and most empowered in your birth. So, uh, um, just jump on those conversations early, I think, uh, would be my advice. I agree. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, your phone broke up a little bit throughout that, but the gist that I got is what you just said at the end. Like, mm-hmm. have those conversations early, you know, ha- mm-hmm. set that, you know, put it out there earlier in the relationship and kind of, you know, hold your ground, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then invite yeah. more conversations. That's kind of what I took away from what you were saying. Yep, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk birth time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. All right, Catherine, tell us about birthing time. Yeah. So um, we, full disclosure, uh, my husband and I practice NFP, uh, natural family planning. Cool. Um, so we, you know, we were kind of, we had an idea that I might get pregnant. We weren't trying, but we weren't not trying. Um, and I kind of was taking pregnancy tests if my cycle was more than a day or two late here. Um, just, you know, for about six months or so I was doing that. And then they, they never came up positive until this one day I had taken a test that <laughs> didn't think anything of it, <laughs> went to shower. And, uh, then I came back out and finally saw the two lines and was kind of like, Oh, that's different. Wow. So were you, <laughs> that's, uh, were you asymptomatic? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, really, I mean, a lot of my PMS symptoms, um, were the same. I know. They're I exactly the same in early pregnancy. <laughs> I, know. I know. Oh my gosh. So I, I always, I thought I was pregnant probably five different times before I actually was pregnant. But, sure. um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I was going to tell my husband in a cute way, but I just ran downstairs <laughs> in my towel yes. and was like, are there two lines here? Are you <laughs> telling me like, am I crazy? <laughs> um, it, so yeah, we were kind of, we were a little shocked, but also kind of like, well, you know, this, this is what you get. You, you do these things. <laughs> um, so we were, we were happy. Of course, I was also a little overwhelmed. Um, I had just started, um, school for massage therapy. So mm. it was a little, <laughs> the timing was a little, um, iffy, but you know, it's, uh, it all turned out fine. Um, I had a pretty decent, uh, I did have to have some progesterone support in the beginning um, because it was it was on the low side and um, they I had to get some shots in my hips um, to get get those numbers up. And, um, you know, it it, that was a little a little rough there because we were thinking, you know, potentially the I was going to have a miscarriage. um, But things came up and, you know, I had to I got to stop the shots uh, after a couple months and. Um, yeah, had a pretty, pretty good first and second trimester, a little sickness here and there. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, th- I think I gained quite a bit of weight and was quite uncomfortable towards the end. Um, but I, you know, I was spending my pregnancy in school and getting body work almost every day, which oh, was nice. kind of awesome. Um, <laughs> and my classmates were all super supportive and, um, and everything. So that really, um, helped me get through my pregnancy, um, we hired a doula who was a friend of mine, um, previously. Um, and, uh, so we hired her pretty early on in our pregnancy. Um, she had had a home birth herself. And, um, so I felt confident, you know, confident in her ability to support us in that setting. Um, I, I was a little apprehensive going into the home birth because, you know, I'd never actually been to one. I'd only ever done hospital birth as a doula. So, um, it was a little bit of uncharted territory for me. Um, so I was watching all, you know, all kinds of, uh, birth videos, you know, of home births and, um, just reading all the things. And we took a Bradley method class, um, that I, I signed us up mainly to give Connor some tools, um, to support me, um, during labor. Cause I wanted him to be my, my primary doula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, 
And so, yeah, and he he was traveling for work throughout most of my pregnancy, too. So he'd be gone like Monday through Friday um, out of town. And so it was it was kind of hard emotionally to prepare to feel like I was preparing for this birth alone. Yeah. um, For a good portion of the pregnancy. So um, it it was tough emotionally, I'd say. And at the end, it was definitely kind of a tough, um, tough thing, you know, waddling around everywhere and trying to massage people while (laughs) you have a big belly and everything so how did you guys (laughs) it was uh it was tough how did you guys um talk about that and 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 work through that together you know it i won't say uh we communicated super well uh we we probably could have done a better job we were both you know stressing about that and you know i had just left a job to start school and the finances were a little a little rocky there um so we you know, we just really had to make use of the weekend time together and try to call each other every day. And really, um, you know, I just, we had to try to communicate as best we could, you know, long distance like that. Um, you know, he would, he'd try to spend time with me, you know, rubbing my belly. I showed him some, um, some massage techniques for pregnant bellies. And so he'd, we'd kind of do that before bed when he was home on the weekends and I'd let him, you know, just take some really uh, good smelling lotion and uh, rub my belly and we talked to baby and stuff. And um, so we tried to just have these good, you know, bonding moments before he'd have to leave again. Um, And I told him to set the boundary with his employer that he'd be home for, you know, 36 weeks on because, you know, (laughs) <laughs> it's like it was getting cold you know here it was it was November around that time and I was like you know I can't be waddling in and out and you know with, and shoveling a driveway all that yeah. good stuff so yeah. you know, I uh <laughs> I was like I, I just need you here after that point I can't you know I can deal with this up up until a certain point but we gotta you know we're both gonna need to hunker down and prepare so um that was really helpful setting that boundary so oh, that's awesome that's yeah. cool and, and I appreciate you just being honest and real with it like it, it was it wasn't that easy all the time yeah. you know because no. <laughs> i think that gives everybody else uh, almost a sigh of relief when they're experiencing some sort of ups and downs whether it's communication or being on the same page or whatever it is it's like that happens yeah yeah it's, what do you mm-hmm. it's not just butterflies and rainbows the whole time and we're not yeah, running seriously. through oh, meadows no. together <laughs> holding hands yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no we had we had moments throughout the pregnancy but I will say it was it was very hard on us with the traveling and everything and you know I we always think about what the woman's going through you know the mother's going through with this baby in her belly and like all the physical stuff and emotional stuff but you know the partner's going through a lot too yeah huge adjustment I I jokingly referred to the baby as the impending doom (laughs) um (laughs) it was it was a joke yeah, <laughs> but uh, but we love you, there's a sense of almost impending. Yeah, <laughs> impending is coming. You you feel like a bomb, and it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard on the moms. Yeah, um, was trying to be strong for me, but you know he's he's got his own stuff he's dealing with. Um, it it was hard. Yeah. about that. <laughs> I get it. Um. So we, as we got towards the end of pregnancy, you know, well, let me a bit. My wife was excellent. I contacted her right when we found I was pregnant, and oh, great. she'd been, um, yeah, she had been the midwife for um, a few of my friends' births, and I just heard great things. And um, 
she normally doesn't take on first time moms, um, but I had name dropped the right people. Yeah. <laughs> so she, um, she decided nice. to take me on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I know I was like, Oh, thank goodness. Um, and she was just great. She, she I don't know. She is an angel. Uh, her name's Lacey. Um, she, her, uh, business is central Iowa midwife. I, she is my go-to when I recommend, um, a midwife for, even just well woman care. She's, um, she loves her job. She is, she's a mom herself and she's just like a ray of sunshine. You walk in and she makes you, even though you're big and pregnant and uncomfortable, she makes you feel like, you know, beautiful and, and everything. And she talks to your baby when she's, you know, uh, checking heartbeat and everything. She's just wonderful. Um, so she, I really looked forward to my appointments with her. They're just in her living room and, um, you know, she was just wonderful. She made me feel affirmed in my decision to do this. She made me feel confident that I could do this. And, um, it was just wonderful. So, um, I, uh, she did a home visit about 30, 36 weeks. Connor got to be there for that and got to hear baby's heartbeat and everything. So that was, that was really good. And we had set up, um, a friend's indoor hot tub <laughs> for a birth tub. Very nice. And, uh, that was set up. Yeah, it was heating our whole house, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> we have a little townhouse, so it was kind of acting as just a heater and everything. Oh, it's amazing. Humid <laughs> because of this giant hot tub. Yeah, so you had nice pores um, and some warmth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we actually a hot tub, watch TV, <laughs> oh, kind of warm up after the cold days. <laughs> it was great. And it, I mean, our living room is so tiny. So you have to like shuffle around this big tub to sit on the couch and it, it was hilarious. Um, but you know, we were, we were starting to prepare. We hung up some birth affirmations, um, on the wall and put up some curtains and stuff. So it'd be dark. Um, and you know, I was doing, uh, birthing from within, um, exercises for like, uh, birth art. I don't know if you're familiar with any of that. Um, I haven't heard of that. They give you these prompts. It's really cool. So it's a book. I think it's England or something like that. Uh, Birthing from Within is what it's called. And um, it's I, I did these prompts where they say, draw yourself, you know, how you see or something like that. And you just, um, you make art, you can do it sculpture the drawing or whatever and it kind of helps you process a little you know just stuff going on inside um for birth and it, you know one of them was to draw you know uh, your vision for yourself in and I drew a picture of myself in this hot tub with Connor holding my hand mm-hmm. and uh, um affirmations on the wall and it kind of helps you visualize it and it actually did end up looking exactly like the picture I drew which was really cool wow. Um, so yeah, anyway, so we, I was doing a lot of internal preparation and, and everything. Um, but you know, when the, when the time came, I, uh, Connor had been hunting the day before out on my parents' acreage and I was kind of just alone at home and I just felt off and, um, I was laying down, I had a headache. I just didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to go anywhere. Was kind of emotionally not in a good place. And then, um, we went to sleep. This was a Sunday night, um, three 30 in the morning. I woke up and I felt what felt like the Braxton Hicks I'd been feeling. And, um, but there was like almost like a period cramp sensation with each one. So I got up and I made myself some toast and, uh, then I tried to go back to sleep 
Um, but I was using a contraction timer app and it was telling me to go to the hospital <laughs> right away. Um, cause I, I woke up and they were like, you know, three minutes apart lasting for a minute. Um, but they didn't feel super hard. I was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to call anybody. This doesn't, mm. doesn't feel like, you know, this isn't it. This, this can't be it. This is too easy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just think it's funny <laughs> to have an app said, you know, go to the hospital. It'd be cool to have a, like a different version of that. Or if you chose when you yes. set up your profile, you have a home birth. So it's like, stay home. Don't go anywhere. Put on yeah. Netflix. exactly yep I needed that but I was just kind of like what like I would I would if I were having a hospital birth I would not be going to the hospital with what I'm feeling right now so yeah (laughs) I was like whatever so tried to go back to sleep um but I just felt like a little bit of like this feels different you know so I I told Connor about you know 5 30 in the morning I was like hey I think you probably need to call into work um but I'll let you know or so and he's like okay and he went back to sleep and we're just kind of laying there and um and then the time that he'd need to be leaving for work rolled around and I was like hey you need to call into work as you know these are just getting closer together and longer and um so we called the midwife and she's like yeah it sounds like you know sounds like labor we'll just, just keep me updated and I'll you know I'll be to you guys probably in a few hours and so I took a shower. Uh, I had lost my uh, mucus plug at that point and saw some bloody shows. So then I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, this is this is probably going to happen." Um, but I was, you know, we were in really good spirits. We were we were excited. We were jumping around, getting stuff ready, and uh, we called the doula. She probably came over around eight thirty or nine. Um, I was eating some chicken nuggets. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed the dinosaur chicken nuggets when I was pregnant, um, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> so I was uh, eating some of those and, uh, bounced on my birth ball, watching some Netflix. It was really chill. I liked having the doula there cause she was just, you know, another person to talk to and keep me distracted, yeah. I guess. Um, cause it wasn't, you know, I was having to work through contractions by the time she got there, but you know, I was still, it wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. Um, and then. Uh, after a certain point, the doula was kind of like, Hey, you know, you should maybe get in the pool. Like you, you look like you could use the relief of, of the water and everything. So let's, let's go downstairs and get you in there. And I was like, all right, but I, I wanted to save that for the very last possible minute. So, you know, it'd be my little, um, really, you know, relief towards the end, but, uh, she, she really recommended I got in. So I, I did. And we called the midwife and told her, you really should, you really should get here. Um, it had started snowing actually. And, um, she, the midwife was on her way and there was a big up on the interstate, like two cars behind her. Like it, she watched the accident happen in her mirror and everything. So, um, yeah, we're really thankful that we called her when we did. Cause it otherwise would have been kind of, uh, she might've missed a birth to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I, at this point I'm, I'm really working hard to breathe through my contractions and everything. Um, I tried to, I told Connor to call him waves and rushes, but, um, 
I I was laughing because I'm like, this does not feel like a way. This is this this is intense. Um, and you know, I I was really proud of myself for how well I was staying composed throughout all this. And I had mentally prepared for a 24 hour labor or something crazy, you know, because they tell first time moms, you know, expect long labor. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be it's gonna be bad, basically. Um, so I was prepared for the worst, but things were happening really fast and. Um, you know, my midwife got there at about 1130. She was really calm and quiet. Um, just occasionally stuck her hand in the water and checked the baby's, um, heart rate with the Doppler. And she just sat on the couch and just occasionally would be like, Hey, Catherine, you're going to be feeling this, or you want to try this position. She was almost like a doula in and of herself. Mm. Um, but everyone was just kind of sitting there and holding space for me while I did this. And, um, I liked having the barrier of the pool because I'm kind of a private person nice. um, when it comes to my body and everything. It was nice to have that. Like everyone else is outside the pool and I'm in the pool. Um, so that was nice. And um, the nurse uh, assistant for the midwife arrived um, shortly before the baby came. Um, I got about the 25, a Last 25 minutes of labor and my body just started pushing for me. I never actively pushed the wow. baby. Um, so I, I experienced the fetal ejection reflex. Um, and I, my midwife said I only pushed for about 25 minutes and, um, her head and body and everything came out in two pushes. It was, wow. <laughs> it was like? wild. It was, she, the oh my gosh, like... it was it was, I can't even describe it. I mean, honestly, she shot out like a rocket and I, <laughs> it was, the midwife had to catch her across the pool for me. It was wild. Wow. Um, little torpedo. So I, I it, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of glad it happened that way because I w was really not enjoying that. Um, the ring of fire. I hate to say that cause I don't want to, you know, scare anybody, but that was the worst part for me the contractions I could do all mm. the the ring of fire was was not my fave <laughs> I got you I don't think anyone um, would fault you for like not subscribing to that monthly <laughs> <laughs> no that was oh and so I that's why I was resisting pushing is because mm, you knew that, that was did not feel coming. the best yeah <laughs> yeah but um so I'm kind of glad that the pushing went so fast I never like I said I never actually pushed intentionally it just my body just did it for me I was um it was, it was mind blowing. Um, my water broke probably like 10 minutes before she was born too. So it, it happened in the pool and very interesting sensation to have that pop. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was really good. I, I enjoyed having, um, like the bodily autonomy thing. Like no one was really touching me unless I asked for it. And, you know, I never had any cervical checks or anything. Um, everyone just stood by and let me do it. My midwife was there keeping an eye out for anything that could potentially happen, but she, she just, she believes in, you know, intuitive birthing and, and letting things just happen. So it was, it was really good. Um, and I did, um, a little scary moment after she was born, I did have quite a big rush of blood, um, in the pool and it's hard to, to tell how much blood is coming out out yeah. Um, yeah. in the water because it all just kind of, you know, <laughs> mixes together. And so they had me get out and get on the couch so they could monitor it a little bit better. Um, and everything was fine. It just was a really big gush and, um, they wanted to, they wanted to watch it. 
Um, and I did have a second degree tear. Um, so that was, you know, I had to be stitched up a little bit. Um, but at that point I had my baby, so I didn't really, I didn't really care. (laughs) Um, and the healing from that was, was all right. I did end up having to have, um, some green tissue, um, clipped a couple months later. Um, that's just something that can happen when you get stitched up. Girl, me too. Um, Oh my gosh. I'm so glad someone else has experienced. So mine was, mine was was chemically cauterized off. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Was it causing you pain? Because mine was causing me pain. It was just incredibly uncomfortable. And I didn't mm-hmm. really, it's my first time going through this, I didn't know if that was normal. And it just was like this right. kind of extra skin that, you know, of course, any mm-hmm. sort of rubbing or walking or wearing underwear or pants, you know, I was like, this yep. is not comfortable. So when I got mm-hmm. it checked out by my my midwife, she said, yeah, that's, you're going to want to get that taken care of. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I had the same experience. It was, <laughs> mine was actually bleeding a lot too. So I thought I was, you know, I, it was like three months after she was born that I was still dealing with this. And I'm like, this is, this doesn't seem right. Like I should be feeling better right now. Yeah. Same. Um, So I, a lot of women don't know that as a thing or don't go get, get it checked out. So I, I hope someone hears this that needs to hear it. You know, if you're experiencing that, you really should go have someone take a look at it. But, um, once I had that taken care of, I felt like totally fine. Honestly, like I was, I was terrified of but it really, it wasn't that bad. And I'm, I'm, you know, my body obviously just needed to do that to get my baby out. Mm -hmm. And you know, that it's, it's like, (laughs) I'm I'm good. So, um, it was a really, really good birthing experience. And, you know, my husband was the best doula ever. (laughs) Um, yeah, he was great. (laughs) So, yeah. Wow. And then what was, you know, that I think there are different names for it, the golden hour or whatever, you know, within that hour Mm -hmm. as you're settling in and the oxytocin is in the air. What was the scene like um, after Remy's arrival? It was, gosh, it was one of my favorite days ever, to be honest. It was just, everyone was so like smiley and happy and excited. And like my mom, we had called my mom I told her I wanted to come, uh, have her come take some pictures during my labor, but it happened so fast that, you know, we called her an hour before the baby came and, um, she lives about an hour away and we didn't, we thought she'd have plenty of time to get here, but she, she came in about five minutes after the baby came. So, um, she just missed it. Um, but just having my mom there and Connor and, you know, my midwife, Lacey, do excited and we're smiling and laughing and we're just examining this little human being and I was just like the first things I said after Remy came out was oh my gosh you are real Um, because I was just I couldn't fathom that like you know who is this person inside of me and then oh my gosh now you're here you know you are indeed a real person and um you're just looking at her little ears at her little fingers and it's just it was such a happy time, honestly. Like the first week or so was was just a, a good, like lovely experience. Um, you know, it, it started to go a little bit downhill when Connor went back to work, and you know, people start to, you know, the new baby thing kind of wears off, and you yeah. are all by yourself. <laughs> but those the first the first couple of days, and especially right after, it was just it was wonderful. It was you know, I look back at those videos and everything, and I just. I watch them if I need to pick me up because that was, mm. that was wonderful. 
That sounds wonderful. That is, yeah. That's a yeah. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying too. It's like a couple weeks in, and I I think especially those who have never experienced it, or maybe they experienced it years ago, meaning your friends or your mm-hmm. your tribe, your village. You know, oh, they're cool. Like they're a few weeks in, they've got yeah. this. I I could totally see how that <laughs> yeah. would happen, yeah. and then you're just. You're out there and even mm-hmm. beyond newborn phase, I mean, Maya's almost four and sometimes I'm like, where's my meal train this week? Yeah. <laughs> like, where's my friend coming Seriously. over to do my laundry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still need I it. Now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yes. end. Oh my gosh. Seriously. And then, you know, I, to, you know, to be frank with people, I had, um, postpartum depression and anxiety that I'm honestly still dealing with. Um, and it's, it, you know, it was winter time, so I couldn't get out and go places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was still dealing with pain um, afterwards, and I had bad hemorrhoids too. So just sitting in the car or anything like that was not not something I wanted to do. So I was just home alone yeah. for you know so much of my postpartum. And my mom came up to help, but she's got a you know she's got a job that she's got to work, and so she she did the best she could, but. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate the help I did get, but I still feel like I was so isolated and we had some lo- low milk supply issues, um, in the beginning. So I was having to, you know, nurse my baby and then pump right afterwards and, you know, give her some of my pumped milk to make sure she was putting on the weight that she needed to put on and just washing bottles when you feel like you can barely stand up and yeah. all this stuff. It was just, it was a hard time. So it just, I feel like I was prepared and had organized some good help, but I, I totally underestimated how much help I, <laughs> I would have needed. So, yeah. um, it was, it was a time, but you know, we're, and then the pandemic started, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that was the whole thing. Um, and then I really couldn't go anywhere. Um, so I just had to kind of rely on your, your little circle and, and try to reach out so you don't feel completely isolated, but yeah, it's, it's a hard, a hard thing. <laughs> yeah. I had a good experience and it was still hard. And so. yeah, so it can be a great experience and acknowledging mm-hmm. everything that you did. And I really appreciate you doing that. And mm-hmm. I just, beyond how it's already showing up and how you mother Remy, you know, I just think about the potential impact for you in the birth world and the women and families that you will continue to serve as a doula. And then in your, you know, healing arts of massage, I just, I think that's going to, it already is loading you up so well with uh, insight and compassion and, you know, space holding for, for all of that because of what you've experienced. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's my goal. I really, I really think that the, the postpartum period and even in pregnancy, it's such an underserved, um, you know, time women really need more support than, I mean, yes, we know women are strong, but, you know, you shouldn't have to do all this by yourself. We don't have the village that we used to have. You know, you have to like really reach out and get, you know, get that organized. Otherwise you're, you're going to have to be, you don't want to just be treading water. You want to enjoy, try to enjoy this experience best you can. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's such an underserved time. So I'm I'm really glad to, you know, have been through it myself so I can help my, uh, my clients and, and other women, you know, get through this time and enjoy it, you know, see some light, through all this. Definitely. I appreciate you saying that because I think it gives all of us an opportunity to look at how we support new parents. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and um, you Mm -hmm. have that really great post on your Instagram uh, about, you know, things to say or how to offer 
help and support instead of asking a new mom, you know, let me know if you need anything, which mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of, a lot I of people a would, thousand things. Do yeah, you have a paper? Yeah. And pen? A lot of people would say, no, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, nothing. You, you know, the, the post that mm-hmm. you shared says, Hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Send me your list so I can get you some things. Yeah. Or, Hey, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to yeah. bring you a dinner. What bring, what dinner can I yep. bring you? So you sort of take some of that um, feeling of, whatever it is, if it's, if it's guilt, if it's, I can do it myself, it's, I don't deserve the help, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you kind of take that off the table by the way you, you offer your help and by the way you ask those questions. And, um, I mm-hmm. know for myself, like I've got some friends right now who just had a little one and I definitely have been putting out the generic, let me know if there's any way I can help. Yeah. And so right. just in your, your sharing in this conversation, it makes me think, okay, let me offer a different type of help. Like, Hey, I want to Instacart you some food what, what, mm-hmm. you know, what can I send you? Um, so I appreciate yeah. you bringing that up because it gives all of us an opportunity to see how can we provide the help and support that we ourselves would like to receive. Oh, for sure. And I, I don't practice what I, what I preach on that sometimes I'm not good at asking for help. So that, I think that made my postpartum time even harder was, you know, I, I didn't want to say I need someone to do my dishes, you know, like, you know, it, it was, that was really hard for me. It's, it's hard for a lot of people, especially when you feel like, you know, I'm this confident woman and I, you know, just birthed my baby. I should be able to do this, you know, Yeah, but yeah. It, you know, it, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, awesome. Catherine, you're amazing. I appreciate yes. you so much. This has been an amazing conversation, really packed with a lot of great themes and topics and the ebb and flow. I feel like we really demonstrated that today in terms of the the totality of the experience of pregnancy and birth and even postpartum. I love that we touched on that as well. So uh, again, for those of you listening and you want to connect with Catherine or you're in the Des Moines area and want to connect with Catherine, we'll put links to all the ways to do that in the show notes. And Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you to Connor Thank and you. to Remy. Give them shout outs and love from us. Uh, your sister for yes, watching sister. Remy right now. We appreciate her. Shout out to Lacey. Yeah. She sounded amazing <laughs> and awesome. Just All of the players everybody. in this cast. It's amazing. Um, again, thank you, Catherine. You're thank awesome. You. Thank you, guys. It was awesome. To be- and thank you for this, uh, you know, station for for other people it was so helpful for me during my pregnancy and to a lot of other women and families quick note about the doing it at home podcast matthew and i are not doctors or medical professionals and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion if you have medical or health related questions please take them to a trained professional we're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy birth and parenthood does your father know you're listening to this podcast well when you're done why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100 dad approved Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.